Caroline Dowd Higgins. Thank you for listening to Your Working Life, my podcast series featuring thought leaders in the career and personal growth arena. I know that you spend a significant portion of your life at work, so I'm on a mission to provide you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. And I'm so thrilled to welcome my very special guest to the show today, Catherine Caputa. Catherine, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Caroline. Hey, I'm so glad you're with us. I have read your brand new book, Women Who Brand, How Smart Women Promote Themselves and Get Ahead, cover to cover. I absolutely love it, and I'm eager to dive into a juicy conversation. Okay, great. Now, I want to tell our audience a little bit more about you, though. Catherine Caputa is a brand strategist, speaker, and author. From Madison Avenue to Wall Street to the halls of academia, Catherine perfected her ability to market products, places, and companies. She led led the award-winning I Love New York campaign at Wells Rich Green Ad Agency. And I'm a former New Yorker, so I loved that campaign, Catherine. Thank you for that. But you discovered that one of the most important applications for branding is not for products, but for individuals to design and own their career identity and create their own performance success. And you launched a company called Self Brand. And I'm very, very happy to have you on the show today. Thanks for having me, Caroline. Now, you know that the focus of my audience is uh, 80% women. So let's dive right in. And Women Who Brand is so particularly appropriate to my audience. Why aren't there more women leaders at the top of our companies and organizations? So what's holding women back and, and how can we change that? Well, you know, in the book, Caroline, I focus on how we can empower ourselves. So I'm not really getting into, you know, institutional issues. And um, and and frankly, I think we're at a really very good time because I think a lot of companies want to get more women up the pipeline. So in the book, I focus on the ways, large and small, you know, we're holding ourselves back. Yeah. Um, you know, many successful women feel they don't fully own the right to rule at the top. Um, even Sheryl Sandberg, you know, her right. famous book, Lean In, talks about many mornings, even today, waking up feeling like she's a fraud. And, mm-hmm. you know, that tends to be something that high-performing women feel. We're, we're too, you know, critical of ourselves. We're too humble. So I think it's really important, you know, this, this whole area of self-belief and personal branding, I think, are crucial for success. And so I think that's what's holding us back more than anything. Well, I really appreciate that you, you mentioned Sheryl Sandberg, amongst other women, in very high-profile place, places, because that imposter syndrome is common, even for extremely successful women. So why do you think that women aren't as good at branding ourselves as a woman, I can say that, as men are? Well, I think that, um, you know, there's a lot of research that supports this. And I think that um, you know, the way, you know, a lot of women tell me, uh, and I think it's a lot of the way we're socialized that it's, Mm. it's kind of like not nice to promote yourself. And I think a lot of, you know, girls growing up were rewarded for being quiet, you know, keeping our head down, you know, um, all that good girl, you know, stuff in school that works so well there. Um, you know, one global study, it was a meta-analysis that looked at, you know, 30 different global studies of male and female leadership, you know, found that men um, are so good at promoting yeah. themselves and talking about their abilities and strengths. Sometimes even, Caroline, believe it or not, 
they exaggerate. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> exactly. And abilities. And what about women? You know, he called it the male hubris effect. Yeah. And what about the women? The women tended to, you know, downplay their accomplishments or forget to mention them at all. You know, what he labeled the female humility effect. And it's a problem because when you, um, in the workplace, you know, this whole area of, you know, promoting yourself and projecting confidence are really critical to success. They are. You know, I believe that we can learn a lot watching and observing men and how they navigate in their respective work environments. And I agree, they, they tend to be brand evangelists, right? They talk about what they do with ease and comfort. And I think we're getting there with baby steps, but, but women can learn a lot from them. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I mean, I had a client that, you know, came to me and she was like very upset. She was passed over for a promotion yet again. And she was, you know, very talented, very hard worker. She had a very good team and she hadn't been promoted like her colleagues had been. And so when I started working with her, so I said, you know, Kate, tell me what your elevator pitch to your boss was, you know, about why you should be promoted. And she looked at me incredulously and said, what are you talking about? I didn't pitch myself. You know, he should know everything I've done. And that's one thing that, you know, women tend not to do. We tend to think hard work will be rewarded and we shouldn't pitch ourselves. And if we were good enough that we'd be tapped on the shoulder, but you know, Hey, that's not the way the business world operates. You know, it rewards people who, you know, advocate well for themselves. Exactly. I like to call it managing up. You know, I like yeah. to help my boss understand on a very regular basis what I'm doing well, because frankly, he's busy doing his job, right? And if I'm not on fire and there's nothing wrong, he's going to leave me alone and let me do my work. Right, exactly. And I think that's what a lot of women uh, tend not to realize, that their bosses are busy. So you need to remind them of all the things. You know, they're even, um, you know, very famous women. Um, the CEO of Deloitte um, talk, tells a story early in her career that she was passed over. She wasn't on the VP list. And she went to her boss and said, gee, you know, how come I was passed over? I did X and I did Y and I did Z this last year. And he said, you know, Carolyn, I didn't know you did all those things. Exactly. And so it's very important that you advocate because people are busy and other people are advocating for themselves, particularly the men. Right. And that's, it's very important. So let's, let's unpack this a little bit for, for women and men who are listening. What are the, the female aptitudes and strengths, for example, that we should leverage more in the workplace? What kinds of things should we be um, branding ourselves with? Okay, great. Well, you know, uh, you know, first a disclaimer, you know, men have a lot of these traits too, but culturally women tend to be very strong in terms of uh, this whole area of emotional intelligence, yes. empathy and intuition, for example, you know, we can read subtle signals and emotional messages from other people. And that can be very, very powerful in the business world. You know, I had a client that um, worked for a major accounting company and she talked about one day she was in a meeting and she sensed things weren't going well with the client. And when they left, her colleagues said, what are you talking about? I think everything's great. Anyway, she followed up on her, you know, intuition and reading these subtle signals and scheduled a lunch one-on-one -on -one with the client. And the client was unhappy, but hadn't communicated it and was actually talking to a competitor. So, you know, she was able to patch things up. And so these kind of subtle you know, clues can be very, very helpful. Another area that we're very strong in is women are very strong in communication skills. You know, we're all familiar, you know, girls speak earlier right. than boys. We read earlier. We have better comprehension and test, you know, at every uh, level, we're better writers. Um, 
and we're better at listening, which is a very important communication skill. And this verbal dexterity can be very, very powerful. One of the things is we don't use it for ourselves so much. And that's one thing I think we should do is utilize our, you know, abilities in communicating well to, you know, pitch ourselves um, for a stretch assignment or a promotion or that sort of thing. Um, you know, we have the social gene. You know, women are very right. strong in people skills, collaboration, reaching consensus, connecting with, uh, with others. And, you know, the business world, you know, it's all about people in one way or another. Um, and so these are very, very important skills. And particularly in today's global companies where you need to form teams, ad hoc teams uh, often, um, with other geographies, women tend to be more inclusive, studies show. So all of these are very, very important things that I think we can leverage in the business world. And, you know, I believe every woman listening is nodding her head saying, yes, I do that. So own it, ladies. Right. <laughs> Take advantage exactly. of that and advocate on your own behalf. You know, I also think it's very interesting, Catherine, because women tend to advocate for other women. But right. we don't always look ourselves in the mirror and say, OK, I'm going to advocate for me. Right. And that's not selfish. I think it's self-preservation. We need to think about what we can do for ourselves. Yeah, I think that we need to rebrand that because I think that's the crucial thing. We're very good at advocating for other people, communicating ideas, but we really don't advocate, use that verbal ability for ourselves. And it, somehow it's been knocked into a lot of our heads that it's it's just not nice to do that. And it is nice. And it's the way the world operates. And, you know, as I say in the book, you know, men don't leave their aptitudes and strengths at the door when they go to work. Uh, and neither should we. You know, they have, you know, culturally, men are more assertive. They're better at self-promotion. Um, all of these are skills that they use in the business world. And we need to use our power and our strength as well. You know, I hear over and over with my coaching clients and just as I speak out in the world that women are uh, – uncomfortable bragging, right? And right, uh, right. A, a friend and a colleague of mine, uh, Peggy Klaus, talks about tooting your own horn, right? And how right. you need to do that with confidence. And and I believe in the concept of humble confidence, right? We can talk about ourselves well and confidently without going to that dark side of bragging. So I don't want that to hold women back. There's a way to do it that's palatable. Yeah, I mean, this is a, an important issue, Caroline, because I think one of the things to do is to... Um, tell a story. Yes. So it isn't like I did a great job on this, but oh, wow, we just, you know, we completed this assignment and tell a story about, you know, the team got together and it seemed impossible and how you turn things around. So telling a story about yourself and the team doesn't seem like bragging because, hey, no one really likes a braggart, but no. the women take it too far. You know, we're way exactly. too humble and never, and often people don't realize what we actually did. So I say, tell a story, you know, and tell, you know, as if you were filming it, you know, tell the color behind it. Oh my gosh, it looked like hopeless that we could complete this for the client in time. And here's how we pulled it off. Brilliant. I love it. So perfect segue. Tell us about personal branding and how one brands oneself. Well, I think what's important is to, you know, think of yourself, you know, as they do in the branding world, you know, um, I say it's a three-step process. You know, step number one is to analyze to find your brand idea. So you really want to understand what your USP is, your unique selling proposition. I what's like it. Dif yeah, what's different, authentic, and relevant about you, you know? And I think um, often we're so busy, you know, on tasks and, you know, doing things for other people, we don't really take the time to think about, hey, what's the value we bring to a business situation? So it's it's being able to, you know, 
you know, articulate your value in a sentence um, and give examples. For example, I did this. So you want to be able to analyze to find your brand idea. The second thing you want to do is, you know, <clears throat> package, you know, it's in the branding where we package the brand with the visual identity, a verbal identity. And I think it's important for people to think about that, too. This is what my brand is about. Um, how, you know, how does that look? You know, am I, am I dressing uh, yeah. to communicate what I want my brand to be about? Am I, do I have the verbal communication skills that I'm communicating the way I want to be? And if you're not, it's very easy to improve in these areas. There's so many, you know, courses and public speaking as well as presenting and all of those things. So you want to have, you know, packaging the brand with a strong visual identity and verbal identity that communicates your brand idea. And then Step three is, you know, a marketing plan, you know, figure out where do I want to take my brand and what specific things that can I do? I think that, you know, research shows that men tend to be more strategic about their careers and women tend to leave more to chance. And I think what's important is to think, hey, where do I want to go? Right. <laughs> and what can I do? Who do I need to meet to make that happen? What new skills do I need to add? That sort of thing. I think we need to own our control a lot more. As you said, don't don't let it happen. Make it happen. Make it happen. Exactly. I also love... Oh, please. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you know what I found is when you set a clear goal and focus on it, it's amazing what you can achieve. Yeah. yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. So true. I loved how you mentioned uh, the visual and the oral, you know, what you look like, what you sound right. like. That professional persona is so important. And quite often you just need to freshen up your brand, right? Maybe it got right. a little dusty and it's time to shake it out a little bit and, and yeah, make it you more always current and up to date. Current. Yeah, you yeah. want to you wanna be appropriate but different. You know, you want to yes. have some little flair to it. And, you know, hey, we've got a, you know, first lady that, you know, is really into clothes and yeah. hairstyles and all of that. And, and I think that's great because she really understands that it's not a frivolous thing. You know, mm -hmm. it's a very powerful way of communicating. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So let's talk about some women that we might recognize who are good at branding. Well, you know, there's a, you know, the women, often high profile women or women we all recognize are good at it because that's why they achieve what they did. I yeah. Mean, Looking on the international stage, you know, look at Christine Lagarde. She's a woman I talk about uh, uh, amongst many other women. Um, but she's the first female head of the IMF and International Monetary Fund. She was the first woman finance minister in France. And what I thought was interesting about her background is she achieved all these things and she didn't have a degree in finance. Right. You know, she had a degree in law. So it says to me, and if you study her history, you know, she's very good at promoting herself and pitching herself. She's very good at networking. In fact, to get the IMF job, she traveled around the world networking with all the key people voting for who would, you know, get that next assignment. Um, she's, you know, from a visual identity standpoint, she's tall woman, five foot 11, you know, silver hair, but she's got French flair through the way she dresses. And, you know, from a verbal identity standpoint, um, you know, many interviewers, you know, she's charming. She's a little seductive in a, in a very appropriate way. Mm -hmm. She sometimes quotes French philosophers, you know, when she's being interviewed. So again, she has a very different branded style. And, you know, I mentioned Angela Merkel in the book, you know, again, a very different, you know, not stylish in the way Christine Lagarde is or, or but Hillary. But very distinctive. But, yeah. But very distinctive and very effective each in their own way. 
You know what this reminds me of, though, thinking of very current events, Joan Rivers just passed. Obviously, right. she is really an icon in right. so many ways. And, and that brand was very palpable. Any thoughts on Joan Rivers? Well, yeah, you know, what's interesting because, you know, she had a strong brand. She was a female comedian, but she transcended that to become this, you know, uh, person that we could all identify with. Um, and she sort of found her milieu on the red carpet, you know, the whole fashion yes. police thing. And, you know, from a branding perspective, you know, she had branded sentences that you associate with her, you know, who are you wearing? You know, was one of her famous lines. Right, right. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, she realized, uh, and hey, she was still performing uh, till the d night before she died, you know, so she's kept her brand relevant through the times and up to date. So, um, you know, it was kind of a brassy, uh, even crude at sometimes, but she also said what many of us were thinking, you know, and yes. Uh, yes. yeah, so it, it's, it's looking at what's different and authentic about yourself. Um, what's the value? What's different about what you bring to a business or any kind of situation and then figure out how to, how to market that and be successful at it. And you know, the value add is so important, right? It's not enough just to have a brand to have a brand, especially if you're weaving your brand into your career, right? Which I think right. is an extraordinary opportunity. Why do you bring value to your clients or your organization or for whomever you work? That's a key component. Yeah, and you got to be able to answer that question. And I think that's, you know, a, a lot of, you know, I was at a networking event with, that was a women's thing that, you know, were generally women in transition and they were given 60 seconds to sort of give their pitch. And most of them, you know, the buzzer would ring after 60 seconds and they hadn't even gotten to the, you know, the pitch line. Yeah. And so it's very important that you have a sense of, you know, here's the value I bring. For example, I did X, Y, Z and I'm looking for blah, blah. So that you really own your value and you can articulate it and give examples and show how it's important. And I think that, um, you know, it's important whenever, you know, when we're working in a situation um, but particularly when we're in transition or we're trying to do something different. Um, and I find, you know, uh, you know, people often say to me, how do I rebrand myself? Well, you want to think of how can you connect the dots a little differently? You know, Joan Rivers, we talked, she was a comedian, but then she transcended that and became, you know, this uh, entertainment personality that was much bigger than all of that. So, so it's true. Yeah, where you want to go. You know, what I, what I love about your book, Women Who Brand, How Smart Women Promote Themselves and Get Ahead, is that you give action steps, right? And, and you right. tell, you weave these wonderful stories of other women who have done it so well, but you give the reader very specific action steps, which is really essential because I know the listeners are saying, okay, how do I do this? How do I make this happen? We all know we need it, but how do we put it into action? So thank you for dividing into those three categories, but give us a few other tips about how to get started. You know, what about if you have no idea where to begin? Right. Well, I think, you know, um, look, you know, as I said, step number one is like, look at the market research, you know, and so what are your reviews say? What does your boss say about you? What do people compliment you on? You may even want to take some people out to lunch and say, you know, I'm working on a personal branding assignment. When you think of brand me, what words come to mind? If I were a famous person, who would it be? Nice. You know, where would you take this brand in three to five years? And then listen to people. Don't get defensive if they say something. Oh, that's not true. Listen, because you're looking for, because branding is all about perceptions. It's what other people think. And you need to understand what the perceptions are about you. And then when you understand that, you can do things 
to build positive perceptions about yourself. You know, I say in the book, and you want to think outside in, you know, outside is what the perceptions are. And you, you think of what do I want the perceptions to be? And then what actions can I do to change perceptions? For example, I had a client that um, at her company, they were saying, you know, gee, you're great at your job, you're great at executing, but you're not strategic. Mm. And, you know, there's always something you're missing, right? And one of the things we worked on was her getting more strategic, but also in meetings, she would say, you know, I think a good strategy for this would be blank and those kinds of things. And, you know, pretty soon her boss was saying, gee, you know, you've really been very good. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, I yeah, love it. So, yeah, it's really thinking of, you know, not only things you can do, but also using the word, you know, and having people associated with you. Right. Because there is no reality, only perception, right? Exactly. So she created the perception of being an excellent strategist right. and used the language and right. was and, seen and know, heard. Yeah. No, I spoke to a women's group recently and, you know, women said, you know, gee, I noticed the guys are very good about promoting themselves and talking themselves up to management and I'm not getting anywhere. And I said, well, the, the fact of the matter is, you know, being visible in a company is very, very important because, you know, just like in the branding world, there's a visibility premium and that's why brands spend all this money in advertising and PR. Well, there's a visibility premium for you too. If you're more well-known within your company, people are going to think you're better than somebody they never heard of, you know? So that's why you want to get active in different ways and get known and, and, you know, chat with people, you know, whether it's, you know, the CEO that you're running across in the elevator or colleagues, you want to build that kind of visibility so people are aware of who you are and the value you bring. Fantastic. We need to leverage our visibility. Catherine, what a delight. I love your book. Highly recommend it. Just to reiterate the name, Women Who Brand, How Smart Women Promote Themselves and Get Ahead, which is fresh off the press. Congratulations. Do tell us how we can buy the book, how we can follow you online, and check out your websites. Okay, great. Thanks so much, Caroline. Um, there is a website, womenwhobrand.com, so you can find out more about the book. And I have a, a women's blog there as well. My main website is selfbrand.com, S-E-L-F-B-R-A-N-D.com. There are links there. Uh, the book is uh, at bookstores and uh, sold through Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all the independents. So, um, and it's just out this week. It so is. Congratulations. So much, <laughs> oh, it's so thrilling. Well, I wish you great success. I highly recommend the book. It's, ex it's exceptional. I'm tongue-tied today. Forgive me. But I do know that branding is so important for each and every one of us. So this is an important lesson. Whether you're aware of how important your branding is or you're just on the beginning of that journey, get out there and think about it. So, Catherine, thank you for sharing your time with me today. Okay, thanks so much for having me. It was great. And I want to thank you all for tuning into Your Working Life, where my goal is to help you design your career destiny so it doesn't happen by default. True career and life satisfaction is really possible, and it's time to embrace what you love doing so you can do more of it. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Take good care.